What is healthy authenticity versus toxic positivity? Welcome to the Therapy Brothers Podcast. I'm Brandon. I'm Tyler. We're brothers. We're therapists. And we know recovery. Bring your stories, your questions, your successes with real recovery. Hey, Tyler, you ready to have some hard conversations? Let's do it. Let the Therapy Brothers podcast begin. Good questions. Yeah. Yeah, not bad. This would be a good one today, Brandon. I say that a lot, but I do think it's true. (laughs) Um, How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm uh, just kids going back to school in two days, so we're gearing up. Um, (laughs) We're spending like thousands of dollars on back to school. Oh my gosh. Folders for school. I I, I don't (laughs) know. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I don't know what they're buying, but it's like uh, shoes and whatever. Like, yeah, it's like yeah, every time you turn around these days, there's another thousand dollars down the drain somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's not down the drain. You know, no. it's 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 good for them. <laughs> they got to be geared up. They're ready to go. Yeah. They're excited. It's funny because they're both excited and like depressed at the same time. Yeah, like summer's <laughs> over, but yeah, I got to go back to school. And like, and each kid's a little different. You know, it's yeah. kind of funny. Yep, for sure. Man. Yeah, well, we're there in the transition for sure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I like how you said excited and depressed at the same time. That's how I feel like I'm living life right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that is, that is life. <laughs> yeah, find that, find that dialectic right there. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. well, with that, with, with that, Chelsea, you thanks for coming on today. Um, Chelsea's uh, Chelsea has some connections to us. Chelsea's married, basically, is my sister in law, but also. Mm-hmm doing some really hard work. And so she had a question She's come on. So Chelsea, I'm going to turn it over to you and just kind of share what you want background wise and ask your question and we'll get okay. into it. Sure. Yeah. So, um, I'm Chelsea. I grew up in Florida. Um, my parents are Filipino and growing up, I was kind of raised to be what I now know as toxically positive all the time. Um, and it's interesting, uh, finally getting into therapy work, seeing how that mask has played a role in my life. And because of toxic positivity, I've kind of just been stuffing all the negative emotions in me. And now like 10, 15 years later, it's coming out and I need to do therapy for it. And so I'm just wondering, what does that look like for someone who's grown up in that environment to finally take off that positive mask? Um, And what does that what is the right balance without me just complaining to people all the time? When they ask me how I'm doing, instead of saying, oh, I'm doing okay, I usually lean on saying, oh, this is what I'm working on in therapy. I'm feeling really depressed right now, blah, 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 blah. But I feel like I'm coming across as just a negative Nancy now. So <laughs> I don't know. What's the right balance with that? Can, can we dig in before we answer the question just a little more? Um, yeah, Totally. You say you were raised to be toxically positive. Um, uh, so I, I have questions around that. Uh, but my first question for you is, what is the payout for the positivity? Like, what do you get from being positive? Like, what have you learned that it does for you? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things I've identified as my false core beliefs is that I'm not really not really worth it for people. And so I don't want to burden people with 
information about my life, if it's going to cause like a rainy cloud over their head, really. Mm -hmm. So I, I use positivity as a mask so that I don't burden other people. Yeah. So, and and that's classic is a toxically, uh, and and this word toxic, you know, let's define toxic positivity really quickly. Yeah. 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 A toxic, you know, uh, somebody who is positive in a, I would say a fake way Mm -hmm. in order to caretake for others or in order to avoid their own pain or being um, seen or being seen is it's not authentic. It's disconnecting from other people. And I want to come back to that caretaker piece. It gives you a sense of worth, a sense of control in situations because you can step in and be positive. And I I love talking to positive people, even when they're, I'll say it, even when it's toxic to them, like, because it's like, wow, they're fun to talk to and they're positive and it's easy and it's nice. And deep, deep down, I'm sure they have a lot of resentment, a lot of feelings of being taken advantage of, um, not being able to step up and speak their truth when it's hard. Um, so there's a lot of consequences on the back end, right? So Tyler, anything you wanted to add about toxic positivity? No, I think I think just the definition and then maybe back to some of the questions. And I like your definition. I want to kind of go back to Chelsea's you know, you asked her the question, like, what does it do for her? And I also want to know, like, where, where, and when did you learn this as a way of trying to keep your value? So when, and where did I learn this? The toxic positivity piece, Um, in addition to what Brandon was asking about what it does for you too. Yeah. So, I mean, I definitely learned it in my family. We were pretty private and we, I feel like it was important for us to come across as like the perfect family at church. And even at church growing up there, it's almost like if you're not positive all the time, that means you're not grateful for what God has given you almost. Hmm. So it's, not positive. it's almost, it's bad to be not positive. Yeah, it's bad to be negative because then, oh, you're not looking at the things that God has given you. Like, just look, you know. <laughs> so it means not grateful. It means not blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, any negative kind of an emotion is tied in some way to your relationship with God. Yeah. Like I, worthiness. Yeah, I think some worthiness stuff, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's where then it kind of transforms into that feeling of not being enough or unworthy of connection with other people or don't want to be a burden to other people. It's got kind of the same roots down into that place of worthiness then. Exactly. Yeah. So there's definitely an element of lack of self self worth as one of the core emotions from that. Mm. Yeah. So Mm. would you consider yourself an optimist? Or just naturally positive? You know, before having kids, I would say yes. (laughs) And now I feel like I am seeing a lot more of the negative. And when people ask how I'm doing, I link it back to just, I feel so stressed or I feel so, so heavy. And like, I can't handle a lot of these things going on in my life. 
So, so you've actually transitioned even where you would say you would naturally be an optimistic or more, more positive person to now you kind of feel like this, this heaviness or the weight that you feel the depression that you're fighting some of the mm -hmm. things you're uncovering in therapy or maybe bringing some of this stuff up to um, you're not naturally optimistic and positive anymore. What you do is often the act of the toxic positivity in order to keep people from, from seeing you too much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now, yeah. and now you're like, well, I know I've got to take that off now. So now the, the clerk at the grocery store is like asking you how your day is. And all of a sudden you've got 15 minutes to be like, well, actually, let me tell you all the, like, and you're like, that doesn't seem appropriate either. Like where's, yeah. where, where's the line between being authentic with who and how often, how, how much disclosure and authenticity should I show in certain relationships? Mm -hmm. because I want to be real. I don't want to live in this place where I'm always in a mask, but I also don't want to be like dragging people down all the time because I happen to be struggling with some depression right now. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You hit the nail on the head. Okay. Um, okay. So a couple of things, let's talk about authenticity for a second. Um, and Chelsea, you let, let's flip roles here for just a minute. I want your two cents on this. Okay. So when we record, um, Tyler usually beats me to the punch and says, Hey, how you doing? And, uh, my, I say, I would say my most common response is, um, live in the dream. I'm just mm -hmm. living the dream. Yep, you life, say that is, a lot. <laughs> life is good. And I'm living the dream. Right. Um, so I say that a lot. Is that okay? I mean, do you really feel in your heart, you're living the dream? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then yeah. I would say it's okay. <laughs> okay. So, so this is when we talk about toxic positivity, I would actually, uh, I would say that the, the major kind of thing that, that either categorizes it as toxic or not is that dishonesty. Mm -hmm. Right. So if I'm being genuine with my positivity, that's great. That's awesome. That's mm -hmm. wonderful. If I'm being disingenuine, then I'm actually manipulating the situation and people will know me less because I am not being me. Okay. Mm. So it's like trying to gain a sense of control in the relationship. Uh-huh. Exactly. So, but 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 we also need to put into context circumstance. Okay. So if I go to the bank and I'm talking to the teller and they're like, how's your day? And I'm like, well, let me tell you, uh, you know, and, and really what I want to do is get in, get out with my cash and be done with this. And, and I'm like, ah, oh, it's been okay. Could be better. I could yeah. say something like that and get my cash. Right. That's still authentic. Yeah. Could be better. Yeah. It that's authentic. Be. Yeah. But yeah. I might not say much more than that. It might just be, blah, blah, you know, on with it. Yeah. And then I'll go talk to my spouse or my therapist or whatever about, about what I really need to talk about, um, what's going on with me that day. Somebody, mm -hmm. somebody who has that relationship with me. When I go to the bank, I have an objective, and that's what it's all about. And so that person there, I can be kind to, I can be nice to, but I don't need to spill it all out in order to not be toxically positive. Do, mm -hmm. do you see what I mean? Yeah. Um, I can be short. I can be quick and I can move on. Right? Yeah. Like it almost um, depends on the uh, 
friendship currency you have with the those people like how much you've invested and how in what you respond to that question yeah absolutely and and you can have boundaries on and like you can say hey like you know i don't really want to talk about it or or just energetically have a boundary of like yeah i'm kind of having a bad day but I want 20 bucks out today, you know, like, and you're on, onto it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think a person with this positivity is trying to get people to like them Mm -hmm. and trying to get people to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. So, so you can swing the pendulum to, okay, I'm going to work on not being positive all the time. So now I'm just going to dump how I'm really feeling and I, I'm feeling like shit, like it's like, ugh, like I'm getting it all out. And you don't need to do that on people either. Mm-hmm. To It's even more authentic to, to gauge that relationship and know mm-hmm. where am I going to release this? Where am I going to hold this back? And where, but I need an outlet. I do need to talk this through and get this, this out. Right. Does that make sense, Chelsea? That does make sense. It almost makes me think about instead of feeling like, Oh, to be authentic equals me dumping out all my shit, (laughs) being authentic and trying to build connection with people equals asking, like saying those things like, oh, I could be better. And if they gauge like asking another question about that to have that sort of um, what's the word, just sort of relationship. you feel it through you feel it through and maybe they ask another question you're like it's fine like i'll you know let's just talk about whatever or it's like thanks for asking let me tell you yeah this is an opportunity to go deeper with this person right yeah that almost makes me think about why i feel like i have to show a hundred percent of myself to everyone that i'm around because i think up until i started going to group therapy and going to the women's retreat i was like wanting to have this mask and this armor on around people. And now that I've gone and done these, this therapy work, I just want to be authentic all the time, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I don't know, like what you guys said, there is a balance and it depends on who you're talking to. Right. It depends on the objective too. Like Brandon said, Uh, as you're talking, there's, there's a, in dialectical behavioral therapy, when they talk about relationships and relationship skills, there's kind of a three-pronged thing they look at. And you have to decide in any given situation and in any given relationship, which of the three is the priority. So the three are, am I in this dialogue right now or this interaction with somebody to get something I want? Meaning, am I negotiating, getting money at the bank? Right? Am Am I in this relationship right now to build connection? Or do I need to manage and maintain my self-respect? And sometimes they'll all overlap, but often you have to tease out what's the primary one for the moment. Mm. So when I'm at the bank, I'm probably not going to have a 20 minute heart to heart with the teller unless something just really clicks. Right. Whereas if I go to my group therapy, I'm probably going to prioritize the level of connection that I'm trying to have. And so I'm going to be more inclined to share in group. And I might even bump into one of my group members out and out at the store three days later, and it'll be a shortened condensed version of a conversation. Cause I'm still trying to get my shopping done and do other things. It doesn't mean I discounted the relationship where it becomes toxic positivity is when 
I can't even show the authenticity with that partner, that person in the store that is my group member and say, Hey, it's a rough day. I'm coping. Okay. Don't really have the time to talk about it. We're I'm good right now. That's different than, Oh, it's so good. Life is awesome. Like I'm so blessed right now. Like this is amazing. You know, mm-hmm. like that's the toxic positivity because that's disingenuine. Yeah. Right. But, but if you're balancing those three, those three things, it's just a quick question of, does this relationship warrant the depth of this vulnerability? Number one. And then number two, what's my primary objective right now in this moment? Mm. And then I can kind of make decisions on how much I want to share, or how deep I want to go with somebody. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. I like having those three things in mind. Chelsea, do you, um, do you want people to like you? I do. (laughs) Actually, I think I do want people to like me, but not as, not as intensely as before. (laughs) (laughs) Good. You've done some work. Yeah. Yeah. Willing to talk to people about hard things now, whereas before I think I, just kind of slid through life as someone who didn't have many opinions because I didn't want to cause any contention. Would or, you go, would you go as far to say that you can now confront people? I would say so. Okay. Even yeah. if it's awkward or tense or just uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. Just because I, I mean, especially if I have that um, friendship currency with them and I've, I, they know that I love them. I can, have those difficult conversations. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. So, so this, this toxic positivity, um, I, I'd really like to remove the word toxic from it and get you to look at this part of you as a really amazing part of you. So, so what I mean is for years, you learned how to cope and how to get something. And this part showed up really strong and we can be grateful for that part and have compassion for yourself and really love that that's been there. It doesn't mean that you need that part to keep showing up over and over again. So you can say, thank you, but no, thank you. Now there's these other parts of me that can come in Mm -hmm. these parts that are okay with letting people down or okay. Confronting people. I'm going to allow that, that, that part of you that, that engages in this toxic positivity, it's what's called a protective part. Mm -hmm. And think about it. That part has been valiantly fighting for you. Yeah. Can you see it that way? Yeah. 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 But without, but without comes that you're kind of tired of now. Yeah. Right. What's coming up for you as I'm talking about this? It's funny. I was like, I don't want to cry when Brandon's talking. He's kind of silly, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, some emotion stuff came up and um, I'm trying to unpack why. I think it's because I've labeled this positivity as something that didn't serve me. And so for you to say that that is more like a gift is like a new concept for me that I haven't thought about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What's the, get- what's the emotion that's coming up inside of you right now, Chelsea, as you're kind of letting that settle in on you. I think it's a little bit of a sense of relief and kind of, I don't know, forgiveness maybe. 
Yeah. Forgiveness said to self. Yeah. A little bit more self-compassion towards myself, like less, less pressure. Self-rejection is not the way to healing. And that Mm -hmm. you being very good at positivity, my guess is, and this is just my guess is that you're naturally a positive person. And, and Mm -hmm. so because of that, you've run with it and used it for other things. Right. But, but what we don't want to do is jump to being positive is toxic and don't be that Chelsea, like absolutely embrace that about yourself and love that you're that way, but learn how to manage it in, in certain situations so that you can be more authentic. Right. That's cool. That's a really cool game plan. (laughs) Yeah. As you're talking, Brandon, I was thinking of like, you know, I'm as, even as you were talking, I was just watching your face, Chelsea, and I, I get these flashes and glimpses of a little girl that kind of popped through your eyes there a couple of times as Brandon was talking. And I'm thinking like that little girl being in the driver's seat was actually pretty amazing because she did a lot of amazing things to get herself through whatever it was that she was going through with the beliefs that she had about herself. And now as that little girl's growing into a woman and you're starting to see life in different ways, it doesn't mean you go abandon the little girl it means you go to her and you say hey look you got some teammates here like you don't you don't have to shoulder the load anymore so now you can just shine when it's time for you to shine and we're going to cover you in these other places because you're learning how to be vulnerable and connect in other ways and allow for yourself to not be perfect all the time and um i pictured it being like a you know like the tool you you have the hammer you don't go throw the hammer away and then go and grab a saw and a and a framing square and a tape measure you <laughs> take the hammer and you use that hammer because it's a great tool when the hammer's needed and then you build in the saw and the the framing square and the and the tape measure and everything else and so look at it more as adding to the toolbox so that you can put that part of you in the driver's seat when it's appropriate for you and your values and then you can trust other parts of you to be in the driver's seat when when that's appropriate yeah yeah that's a really good analogy i like i'm just thinking about how i i feel like this chapter of my life has sorry has represented a lot of shedding of layers and at first i thought it was shedding layers to throw things out and now i see it as shedding layers to uncover who i really am i love that i chelsea i want to ask you kind of how positivity or this toxic positivity has contributed to things like depression, anxiety. Um, yeah. Why, why do you, (laughs) why do you nod your head? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, I mean, wearing that type of mask leads to that imbalance of just, and covering of who I really am. So, I mean, it has caused a lot of depression and anxiety and, Mm um, I'm taking medication for it now. And I feel like, adding kids to the mix has really put on extra pressure (laughs) to it. Yeah. And I, yeah, I just feel sad sometimes thinking about other parents and women, especially going through life, feeling like 
they have to be positive all the time, you know? And so I hope this helps somebody. <laughs> well, I want to, so I want to share a couple stories with you. Yeah. Um, j- just last week, someone I'm really close to has young kids and just was basically breaking down and crying and saying, I'm overwhelmed and this is too much. And yeah. um, I was teaching a parenting thing at a church once and um and I was talking about you know raising good kids and this and that and a lady raised her hand and she said what if at times you just hate your kids (laughs) (laughs) um uh what was the answer we're just kidding uh, I I I actually said thanks for your honesty um (laughs) the 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 uh the thing is is like you know you've heard me talk about this before Chelsea I believe that emotions are energy and they go inside of us. And so when you, when you throw positivity on top of it and you pretend like it's not there, it stays inside of you. Um, and then it starts shutting you down or it starts coming out in anxiety and it, it requires getting honest with yourself. And, and this is one of the big, big problems is moms are told they're supposed to be happy and love life and raise their wonderful children and everything's wonderful. And it's like, no, this is freaking hell. Like I got little kids. This is the combat years where like I got poo all over my walls and (laughs) Chase showed me some pictures, Uh, (laughs) uh, you know, they're not sleeping like, and and you don't have to sit around and say, this is the worst, but it's okay to say, this is hard and this is difficult. And then you take that and you bring, I was was doing parts work earlier. You bring other parts up and you say, okay, what do I need to do now to process these emotions instead of smile and pretend like everything's wonderful and tell everything, everything's wonderful. What do I need to process this frustration I have with my spouse, this frustration I have with my children, um, this, this guilt I have, this constant parent guilt about the kind of mom I should be, or What do I need to do to process those things in a healthy way instead of just put the mask of positivity on, right? Yeah. So are are you doing anything, Chelsea, for you? For me? Yeah, to process some of those things. Oh, to process what you just talked about? Uh Uh-huh. So it's funny, like with this last group meeting, I did get help identifying that inner child work is something I need to do. So when I see my therapist tomorrow, I'm going to talk about that with her. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Mm -hmm. Are there any other thoughts? Yeah, no, I would just add to this to maybe normalize it for you to, to Chelsea. Do you relate to what Brandon's saying about that guilt as a mother and how you should be and how it should be blissful all the time? Does that line up for you? Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely something I'm unpacking with therapy work. So I've kind of like skimmed the surface a little bit about how that's not supposed to be what it is. But inside, I do feel like motherhood is supposed to feel blissful. If it doesn't feel blissful, that means I'm broken. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I would just, I I just add one more story and then maybe come back to the question Brandon asked for a second of just this weekend, we went to the NF concert with my daughter's. And anyone who listens to NF knows that he has some significant wounds from his mom who basically died from an overdose to drugs. And he shared some of those songs that he's written to his mom. And it was actually deeply touching. It brought me to tears. Uh, But then on the drive home, it kind of elicited a discussion between me and my kids and my wife. And 
it turned into this discussion eventually where me and Rihanna were just saying, Hey guys, like to talking to our four daughters, just so you know, when you guys have kids, there will be times when you might want to hurt them. <laughs> um, you, you know, like, like, you know, that Rihanna told this story of like, when Maddie, our oldest was just a little baby, she was crying and she had colic. She wouldn't stop crying. And I was working long hours, going to school and everything. I finally came home at like two in the morning from my job. And Rihanna was standing over the bed, staring at my daughter, just laying on the bed. And she's like, Tyler, I can't touch her because I'll hurt her. Like, please take over. Like, I can't do this anymore. You know, and all parents have faced that before. So yeah. So you're, you're not alone. Like every, yeah. every, every parent feels that way from time to time. Those are the parts that just never get spoken except for the one lady in church when Brandon teaches a lesson. Well, I just, I remember one night it was like t- three in the morning and one of our kids was waking up and then another one woke up and Jenny goes in there and like leans over the bed and the, our child projectile vomits in her face, like straight to the face. <laughs> and she turns around and the there was a ton of vomit, like dripping off her, like straight on her face. Oh, poor Jenny. And, and uh, I just think like, you know, but then we got this thing where we're supposed to just like smile and be like, oh, it's so wonderful. I love being a parent. Like, and, and, you know, it's the middle of the night. She's dead tired and she has vomit in her face. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> the point oh, is, no. I, I, I guess what we're trying to get to here is it's okay to feel emotion around these things. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to acknowledge that emotion, to do self-care around that emotion and to release that emotion. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to smile and be like, no, everything's good. Everything's fine. Right? Yeah. That's, that, that's that goes exactly, for everything in life. Yeah. Brandon, that's, that, that's exactly where I was going to with that is, is that, so now Chelsea, you're identifying that it doesn't mean you kill that part of yourself. It means that you find channels to allow the full expression of emotion. So mm-hmm. you have a bad day with the kids. You're not going to go tell everybody because of those three things we talked about earlier. Yeah. But you probably need to have the t- in your toolbox, man, I need to make a phone call to someone right now, or I need to go for a walk with my friend, or I need to, you know, I need to go do something to flush through some of this emotion um, yeah. because, because you've never cared for yourself in that way. When you put on that kind of top mask of the always being happy and smiley. Exactly. Um, and so you're developing a skill set that allows for the full range of emotion, the acceptance of all those emotions and the ability to cope with them and trust yourself to cope with them so that you don't have to feel this like, Oh, this bottled up place. It's the weirdest thing to have a big smile on your face and to feel everything else just bottled up, ready to explode, but not know anywhere else to go with it. It's a bad feeling. It's rough. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me think about how, because I've been anti toxic positivity kind of the past couple of months just thinking about how I usually then for some reason my brain's like oh it's better to just isolate yourself and not talk to anybody (laughs) because then you won't have to balance all that out but Mm -hmm. yeah I like what you shared about having to have an outlet to express those emotions still instead Mm -hmm. of just dying inside (laughs) Well, and it, it, different things work for different people. So what works for me to release will might not work for you at all. And 
I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. My daughter is very explosive and has a lot of emotions. And so we've been saving up our, our glass jars and we have a glass recycling thing and we go over there and just like, it's awesome because there's a lot of glass in the bottom. So we just, just crash it. And just the other day, she's like, Hey dad, I need a, she was pissed. She's like, I need to go break some glass. I was like, Hey, get in. <laughs> so we drive over there and we get there and she's like, I'm okay. I don't need to like just the drive with me. She was fine. I tell you, kombucha bottles, those things are tough. Those <laughs> things like break some, it, but, but like the point is, is I, and I could go down the list. Um, I love, I love fire. I love water. Um, I love singing. I love music. Um, I'm not so much a journaling guy with my emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I could go down the list of different things that whew, actually work to get that. Tyler talks about that space inside of you that's bottled up. You can open the bottle mm-hmm. and you can release the tension and, and you know what, maybe it's an ugly cry, but then you got to overcome all of your shame around what people might think if they see you in your ugly cry, like just mm-hmm. find a safe space to ugly cry, like whatever you need to do, that's what you need to do. And it's okay. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I've noticed the last time I had things bottled up, I was like, Chase, I just need some time to cook a really good meal because there's something about chopping vegetables that gets me going. (laughs) (laughs) Dang, he's a lucky man. Yeah. (laughs) When his wife's upset, she cooks. He's going to be like (laughs) starting fights with Chelsea just so he gets a good dinner. (laughs) (laughs) but that's a good example Chelsea I love it that's awesome yeah Yeah. I mean that you know that that in in a certain way you're doing a lot of things there it's the cutting of the vegetables it's the prep of the meal it's also a form of Mm self-care and it's still allowing you by doing that especially with that intention you're acknowledging that those emotions are there and it's the lack of acknowledgement that's one of the biggest problems with the toxic positivity yeah it's it's like I never even allow myself to go, yeah, actually I do feel these ways and I I can cope with them. And once I, once you name it, you can tame it and you can tame it in all the ways Brandon said, or like I could go through mine with nature, hiking, movement, building mastery. Rihanna and my wife would say like, just give me a hot bath and maybe five horses a day and the horses. And like, she's going to let it move a different way. And, and you have those things too, Chelsea, and you already, you already named one, but you have several. I, th- I think, I think you have music too. That's very powerful. And you also, I was, I, you know, I'm fortunate enough to see this, but you're also an amazing artist and all of those things become sort of modalities to just acknowledge emotion and let it flow, let it move. But uh, as we talk about music and art, it's interesting. Um, the best music and the best art comes from, comes from where? Sad went, people, sad, depressed people. <laughs> That's kind of where I was going with this. It, it, does, it doesn't come from this fake part inside of someone who's like, I just need to draw something pretty because it'll make, it's from like the soul. Yeah. It's from whatever the soul is feeling at the moment. And just like, and they're putting that art out there and expressing it out. And I really like the movements you were doing just now. It was I'm like doing interpretive soul. dance He's, as we yeah, do this. So yeah. go, go watch this on our YouTube. You guys, you'll love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, by the way, dance is a great way too. So yeah, movement, it's all about movement, um, but it has to be real. So toxic positivity says be fake 
and mm-hmm. pretend like it's something that it's not, which then blocks you from actually moving that energy and yeah. helps, you know, so. Chelsea, um, you wanted to talk about a support group um, that you're in. Oh, let's yeah. take that time. Let's talk about what's going on with that. Yeah. So I am in one of um, the groups at Love Strong, one of the women's groups, and I go not because of betrayal trauma, but because of sexual addiction recovery. And so I don't know a lot of women that have gone through pornography or sexual addiction recovery. And so I just started a little support group. It's not affiliated with anyone or anything really, but it's just a a space for women to be able to express emotion and have kind of a team member there rooting for them. And so Um, so far it's me and this other girl from the UK. She's really cool. And we're about to read Brene Brown's book, uh, the gifts of imperfection. So I just wanted to invite any listeners that are also going through sexual addiction recovery that are women to join us if they want. You're saying Chelsea, this is a group for the, for the woman's side of their own sexual addiction. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I was saying to you before, I think we've interviewed two women sex addicts in the last couple months and uh, for i've i've done this for i don't know how many years and i always get the question like well do you have women's um groups for sex addiction and the answer is no because i've never had enough women come together to want to be vulnerable although there's plenty of women out there struggling and i think something like this that's very supportive and just available is awesome so if you're struggling this is a great place to start um yeah. so how do, how do they get the information where do they find it um they can actually just email me it's it's very informal guys okay. i don't have a website or anything but they can just email me at chelsea.anyel.jones my name is up here and i might just put it we'll put it in the show notes yeah i'll put it on the show uh, notes too yeah okay awesome but yeah they can just email me cool yeah. yeah. We do a lot of jokes. We do a lot of no shame things. So it's just a fun time. <laughs> nice. That's awesome, Chelsea. Good for yeah. you. That's cool that you're being proactive about that. And when you when you're looking to kind of find and fill the needs that you that you've needed as you've been trying to do this journey yourself. Yeah. Um I, I Chelsea, I'm wondering, you know, kind of just overall the question that you came in with today. Are there other questions along with that or there, have we addressed the things that you need addressed or there is there anything else sitting on your heart right now? No, I honestly feel a lot lighter right now. Um, it's funny. I have this background on, but there's like seven loads of laundry behind me. So it's almost <laughs> a representation of my question. <laughs> you got to You got to take the background down. Yeah, you better take uh, the background uh, off I right now. Know. I don't know how to I do thought, that. I thought maybe it was like a picture of the Philippines to celebrate oh. that you you were raised in a Filipino family. Yeah, that's what but, it is. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, yeah, you, know, but, it's, you know, what's funny, Tyler, is like, I'll talk about my sexual addiction group, but I won't show you my laundry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she, she just basically said, I'm doing a sexual addiction group, but yeah, you guys cannot Here's see my, my house. Okay. <laughs> we didn't want to make you do that, Chelsea. You it's okay. I that. felt like yeah. I had to. I felt like Chelsea I just to. took the mask off, maybe in an inappropriate way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, well, Chelsea, I just, I just, I want to say thanks for being vulnerable. Thanks for coming on. I think what we talked about was really important. And I think 
I think there's a lot more people that struggle with that than is ever talked about because they're all being positive, saying they don't have any problems with toxic positivity. So <laughs> for you to kind of bust it open and to, to just break it down today was awesome. So thank you. Hey, thanks. Thanks so much for your help, guys. You bet, Chelsea. I'm thinking one last thought here of you know the movie Encanto. Everybody relates to the sister that shoulders the whole load, mm-hmm. right? It's like everybody walked out of that movie and was like, oh, that's me. And I think in our own ways, we we all shoulder our own load. And too often, too many of us, including me, Chelsea, what your question was as much for me as it is for you. We put on that happy face because we don't want to feel vulnerable and we end up missing certain connections instead of being able to just live that life of allowing ourselves to be human. So mm-hmm. I see you in that process right now. And I think you're doing great work and I just encourage you to keep it up. Thanks. I think one of the biggest takeaways from this conversation is actually just how I think before this conversation, I was thinking, okay, good people and good humanity is everyone that's just happy and positive. But actually, if you're a good person, it just means you're human. Mm -hmm. And like, it's okay to show that you're human. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you, Chelsea. And thank you to our listeners who are here. We appreciate you being with us and hope these conversations are helpful. And uh, we really appreciate our callers, the people who call in for those of you listening, they're coming here and they're getting their own help, but they're really offering a gift. And I hope that you guys can see that and feel that. We could use some callers actually. Yeah. So the go to, where do they go, Tyler? They go to therapybros.com or realtalkrecovery.com and you can just submit a question. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. this is like $400 worth of therapy work <laughs> that I just got. It made my day and I can do my laundry now. Yeah, there, there you, you go. go. <laughs> Have a great day. See you, Chelsea. Thank you.